Hello, and welcome to The Block Explorer. I'm Colin Brightfield. The Block Explorer is here to educate and inspire you about the world of crypto, regenerative finance, and NFTs. We're going to do deep dives into critical concepts for understanding what's happening and discuss the current events that shape the space. We're making this podcast for the curious, the free thinkers, and the change makers that propel us forward. As we embark on our adventures, remember that none of this is financial advice and that crypto can be risky. Welcome to the Block Explorer. Today, we have Taylor Starr on the podcast. We're super happy to have you, Taylor. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. We're going to talk about a few things with Taylor today. First, we're going to talk about her background, how she ended up finding her way down the crypto rabbit hole into NFTs and Web3. And then we're going to talk about her expertise when it comes to Web3 and fashion and where she sees that going and some trends. We're going to really dive into that. And then we're going to talk about her new podcast, which she's launching soon. It's called Glitched and Stitched. And it's going to be an amazing podcast exactly about the intersection of NFTs colliding with the metaverse, colliding with fashion. And so we're going to talk more about what she has in mind for her podcast. Does that sound good, Taylor? That sounds perfect. I'm super excited. Um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot to cover for sure. Yeah, awesome. So Taylor, you have a cool background. You you come from a lot of you have a lot of different skill sets. So can you tell our listeners, like, you know, how did you find yourself into this web three space? Um, it's actually so I, I do. I'm like my my uh life has kind of all aligned into where I am now, which is a really beautiful thing. I feel like a lot of people um don't always get that in life. Um and web three kind of came to me in a sense. I I was I started my background is in fashion. Um, so I went to school for fashion merchandising and design. I worked for a designer in New York City. Um, called Catherine Polk. I interned with her when I was like, really like when I was young. And then I moved to Denver um, and I started my own clothing line in the music festival world. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, really just like retro style. I did a swimsuit line that was kind of like in that same same space as well. Um, and then I realized I really wanted to travel and I couldn't travel while lugging around like a sewing machine and a serger. And like, it was just a lot of work. And, and so I kind of shut that part of my life down and I started um, working in marketing and social media. And through that, I was working in the cannabis space. And in the cannabis space, you really can't use traditional marketing techniques. You can't advertise like you would unless it's in an actual space, like in a dispensary itself. Um, so through working with a company called Birthjays, which was a rolling paper and a joint for your birthday, um, it's really such a like fun gifting if you're in cannabis. Um, but so I had to figure out how to market that. And it was like a cool product and it didn't have any, I mean, it had something to do with cannabis, obviously, but like it also didn't have weed in it. So it was one of those things I'm like, okay. Um, but I learned a lot of techniques in the like influencer marketing and really like guerrilla marketing in, uh, in person events. Um, and then, so that was where it all kind of started. COVID hit um, and times were tough. 
for a gifting cannabis company. Um, so I took all of the things that I learned and I decided I was going to pack up my bags and become a digital nomad and um, create a social media agency called Sway Social. Um, and I was working with agencies and kind of just doing like really like freelance, um, running social media. And then it was like, I had traveled for a few months and then 2021 came around and that was kind of the big NFT boom. Um, a good friend of mine, a lot of people probably know him in this space. JR actually, um, got me into the NFT world. Um, and so he was an artist and a teacher and I got him on clubhouse. And so, because I was in social media, right. So I was on clubhouse, I got him into clubhouse and then he got me, um, into NFTs. I was doing graphic design and stuff. So I was like, okay, like, this is really cool. I'm going to, I'm going to like try and make artwork. So I actually entered into the space as an artist. Um, and being able to like have, instead of just doing content creation, right? Like what we are all doing in the social media space, um, we were all content creators. I was actually able to create art. So um, I started creating artwork. I taught myself animation. Um, and then I, I went on and realized that marketing is really important in this space. Um, when the PFP boom happened. So I bought into apes and doodles and like got really into like all of the like projects that were going on. Um, I, so I was, I've been here pretty early, I would say. Um, yeah. It was really, it was a cool experience. So like, I kind of like learned the background. Um, and then I watched from the sidelines of my friends that were launching their own PFP projects, um, launch Oni Force. And like, that was insane, like from start to finish. So I kind of got like a real background on like what it takes to do. Um, and then the same people like were working on another project and they were like, Hey, we really need help on the marketing side. Do you think that you can come in and help? So I ended up helping, um, with Ethereal's WTF and launching their marketing uh, we sold 12,345 pieces in 17 minutes. Um, it was insane. Uh, I had a lot of sleepless nights. Um, but that's kind of what was like my journey into like the web three all around. Um, then I started advising on some projects and like helping other, um, other groups, like get their toes wet in web three and like, just like launching in general. So I would set them up and then I would help them um, through launch. And then, you know, we would come back um, afterwards. I'm like super ADHD and like really like to work on lots of things at once. Um, so this space has kind of given me that opportunity. But one of the projects that found me um, through LinkedIn, oddly enough, uh, <laughs> was a company called Remix. <clears throat> And this is kind of where everything started to align again, which is so wild. Um, so I ended up, they found me on LinkedIn and they were a digital wearables design tool and marketplace. And I looked through their profile and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And then I looked on their website to see if they had any like marketing. I looked at their social media to see if they had any social media presence. I was like, they really don't have anything. They had like a few hundred followers. They didn't have a marketer on their team. I was like, 
I'm going to message them. So I did. So I DM'd them and, and then like it was, it's been history ever since. Um, and so that was kind of where I found alignment in, in back into the fashion side, um, within web three. So I, I hit the ground running when I started working with them and I was basically like, I'm going to meet everyone in the digital fashion space. I'm going to meet everyone that's doing something cool, that's building something. And that was like Miami Art Basel. Like that was my goal. So I did. I like went and I met all the people from DressX, uh, from Red Dow, from the Fashion Dow. You know, like I really like that was that was my goal. Um, since that, that project has actually transitioned from solely digital fashion into um, a creator platform. So it's going to have lots of different options, not just fashion, but that was kind of my long winded full story from start to finish before web three and how I wound up where I am now. That's awesome, Taylor. What a cool journey. And it's, I think it's really cool because most people think that you have to be technical or in finance or something to get into web three. And it's like, actually a lot of people are, don't have like a specific kind of way, like specific straight up, like skill set transfer, right? It's like you collect different skills from different jobs or different like projects you've had through through your life and your career. And then you kind of find your way into web three and you never know how those skill sets kind of realign. Like you're saying, like now you're kind of working in this creator fashion but space but it's also into the metaverse and in web3. Mhm. Most definitely. I mean, I think it's this space is built for anybody and you kind of get the opportunity to um create create whatever it is that you want to do, right? Like I did fall into the marketing side because that was like my background. Um but I love it so much cuz it's like you get to use a different like you get to use a different mechanism for marketing within the space. And that, and that for me has been like game changing. I think like the marketing at web three wouldn't be web three without marketing the way that they're the way that we're utilizing it in my opinion. Yeah, that's a really good point. And so like, what did you notice, you know, when it comes to web three marketing, that's different than traditional marketing. I mean, we're utilizing blockchain. Um, I think like, unlocking things, uh, the way that we're like able to like, I don't know, using, using blockchain for, for, uh, a lot of different reasons, but I think like token gating has been like a big thing, um, and rewarding people. So how we've been, um, utilizing like rewarding, rewarding community members through, through like what we have. Uh, like what you're purchasing and things like that, that to me is like changing the way um, on the, on the marketing side, for sure. You know, what do you, what do you see happening like right now when it comes to NFTs, web three and fashion? Um, I think that, that at that intersection, there's so many things. Um, initially, I think we saw people like artifact, right. And they were a PFP project that launched um, and it was very fashion focused, but it was also um, more on the digital side. And it was a lot of like avatars and things like that. Then as these 
as these projects have evolved, um, we live in the real world, right? <laughs> and so I think that the physical fashion side um, became a really big deal. And even with apes, right? Like everybody, everybody was wearing their ape hoodie, like to everything. I think they, that, so like the merch side was a really big deal. So in the NFT space, I think they kind of just go hand in hand, right? Like streetwear fashion. Um, and then we've seen like luxury brands enter into this space as well. Um, but I think where we're at now is, um, we're going to see a lot more on the side of gamification. So gamifying through physical goods and proof of ownership um, through like when it comes to the uh, luxury goods like sector. So I think that that's kind of where we're moving forward instead of only focusing on the digital side. Um, And I think pairing them, right? Like, so not just with an NFT, but also with garments, uh, like digital wearables, AR filters, um, and, you know, through the technology, we actually have a lot of opportunities. So it's really kind of just what is the ethos of the brand? Are they a physical brand? Um, or are they more on the digital side? Uh, it, cause like dress X, um, and, some of the other like fashion brands in the space, their focus is strictly digital. But then you have, you know, like these other other brands that are coming in like Nike or Adidas and like they've been a physical brand for a long time. So they're kind of merging the two. Um, but I think that that's a, a general, general answer of like where we're going. I think we'll see a lot more physical and not just on the digital, but it really depends on the ethos of the brand. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think that's something that I'm seeing too, whereas you're seeing some of these traditional kind of physical fashion brands, they're starting to step more into the digital side because they they understand that's kind of where they're going. And then if you're a pur- purely digital, maybe you were just purely digital, but now you're starting to see this crossover into the, into the physical goods. So they're kind of like making this, this kind of hybrid thing happening, right? And I know the word like digital gets, mm-hmm. gets used around like physical meets digital. So can you explain the word digital and like what what does that really encompass? What's that? What is a digital good? Um, I would say digital is the cross between obviously like physical and digital. Um, but there's a lot of different options, right? So we've seen, and this is nothing new. Like we've seen like QR codes used um, to create product, like to to create a digital thing that comes along with it. So. Is it an AR or some kind of art? Um, there's like apps and stuff that you can use. Um, I would say that's consider, considered digital as well. Um, and then you have the other side, which is like now we're seeing a lot more of, which is like NFC chip technology, right? So we're seeing NFC chips being embedded and then you just tap your phone to it and it's the, the possibilities are endless. But it's always going to pretty much, well, I guess it doesn't always have to start with a physical good, but I would say we're seeing it more start with a physical good than a digital good, right? Um, But it can go the other way too, right? Like you can have, say, an NFT, and if you purchase this, now you get a physical good that goes with it. So it's anywhere where the physical and digital is being combined, and it's like kind of the creator's choice on how they want to do it. I think the people that are creating digital goods first 
um, before they're creating physical goods are usually doing it to some extent to finance, right? To finance, to use it as like a pre-sale in a sense, right? Like we used to see pre-sales in the sneaker community or like, I, I really like, we used to see them in any, any like fashion industry. Um, you'll see like people do pre-sale to like raise money to actually put the, the product into production. Um, so it's just a new way of doing that if you're doing digital first, um, but it doesn't always work either. So, so you have to have a cool product um, for it to actually work <clears throat> and you have to market it. So there's, there's that. Um, yeah. Yeah. You have to have the whole package and that makes a lot of sense. You know, with, with, with NFTs, it's, you know, we've seen, you know, projects kind of use NFT projects as a fundraising in other aspects of making media, like, like making a film, for instance, mm-hmm. like, um, so you sell the NFTs as a way to raise money to produce a film or, you know, produce a game as it is, as we've seen other people do. But I think it's, it's interesting to see now this, you know, NFTs being used to kind of bootstrap a fashion label, which is, which is kind of new um, yeah. application of NFTs. Yeah. I would, I would agree. I think it is like a newer form because I think in the beginning when everybody was entering into the space, right? Like me being a physical garment, like creator, like I used to have a clothing line. So being able to create physical garments, I was like, oh, this would be so cool. But this was before I really thought about using like NFC chip technology. So I was like, how can I do this? And like, how can I, as a like designer, be able to utilize the tech? Right. And in the beginning, no one was really, I felt like uh, Zoe Steckel was probably one of the few people um, who I had spoke with that was like doing something on the fashion side that was like a physical good. Most people were like creating the digital first. And now we're starting to see like way more of like the physical goods with NFC chips and it being a huge onboarding opportunity, in my opinion, um, because imagine how many people like there's a pair of overalls that I made velvet overalls. Every time I wear them, I always get people that ask me where they came from. always. And my answer is always, I made them and then they lose their mind. And they're like, what? Those are so cool. How did you like, what can I buy some? So like, imagine now that being tied to like, uh, an NFC chip, and then they can then go online and purchase them. Right. So, and then that like being just like a whole nother thing. So that's like adding it in, but that's like a physical good connected to like the digital, the digital assets. Right. So that's my viewpoint on how we could kind of really be be like utilizing it and how I think we're going to see a lot more of it um, for like affiliate marketing and, and things like that. Um, Which, was, you know, we've been doing all of these things, but using blockchain technology, using the tech behind NFTs, we're actually going to be able to like evolve, um, you know, the, the same affiliate marketing kind of stuff that we've been doing in web two. Now we're going to have like different mechanisms to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I want to pull on that thread a little bit more because you mentioned, you know, so one of the benefits, like why, you know, I was going to say like, why would I want my physical good to have a fingerprint on chain or, you know, or, or have some digital kind of signature, right? Like what are some of the benefits or use cases for that? Oh my God, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that there's so many because, okay, so utilizing that, like it can open 
open you up to um, so many different things. Like you, you can go into metaverse by having that, but you can also go and back sustainability, right? So it can go from one end of the spectrum of like thinking more on like gamification side, right? Or it can go into the sustainability factor, which also is really, really important with uh, supply chain and everything. Like the fashion industry is one of it's, I think it's like the number two pollutant in the world. And most people um, don't actually know that. And, but, but any, any fiber that is not a natural fiber can't break down. So think of all the things that you see that are polyester that can't be broken down. So, and there's not really, there are things that they're doing for like recycling, but I mean, so we have to think on, on the sustainability factor and supply chain and like the products. And so there's so much that you can, that you can like put into the tech side of like what the digital like footprint of your clothing would be. Um, so I think that there's a lot of information that can be shared through that. Um, you can also think of it in the sense of breaking it down to give uh, give back to the designers and the, all of the hands that touched it, right? So in the fashion industry, it's not just the designer who designs it, who does literally everything. Like most of the time, it's being touched by a number of different people before it gets put, you know, fully put together and then packaged up and sent away. Um, and this, I'm like talking like more on like the luxury end versus like full-blown manufacturing. Um, but imagine if you could give back to the person that like cut it, that put it together, that, you know, that had any aspect of designing it. Um, the photographers, like literally you, you could separate all of that and be able to give back to all of those people. Because like you see Tommy Hilfiger, Tommy Hilfiger wasn't the one who actually like created that, right? But it's his label and his brand and his name. Um, so at the end of the day, like he's making the most money out of it. So like being able to give back, I think that, that that's really cool. You can break it down to the fibers. Like there's so many different things. That's why I was like, there's so many different aspects. It, this is like a fully loaded question just because there's so many different things that you can do with it. Um, it's just, again, it always comes down to like, what is your why? What is your ethos for your brand? And like, what impact are you trying to make? If it's the sustainability and giving back, then that's like what's built into the back end. But if it's like more about gamifying and, and like creating experience through IRL and digitally, then like you have, you have like gamification opportunities too. And I didn't even like, there's so much that I can go into, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, just let your imagination run wild of how you can connect digital and physical and, and try it. Right. You never know if you don't, if you don't try. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great answer. But, uh, you know, I, I just started to scratch the surface a little bit with, you know, web three and fashion. And then like, you know, I dove a little bit deeper at East Denver because I met, I, I started meeting more people that are into it like you. Um, and, and it, it just got me more excited because I started digging and digging more. And I was listening to also the spaces that you hold with host with remix. And you've had some really awesome guests on there talking about how they're using it. So one thing that I, I thought that I think is fascinating, um, speaking of 
you know, putting NFC chips in, in, in high-end fashion is this whole idea of authenticity and provenance, right? This whole idea that, okay, this is a Louis Vuitton bag, but can you really prove it or is it a knockoff? And then you can have an NFC chip in the bag, right? And then that, that mm-hmm. NFC chip can be tied on chain. So you can be like, oh, this originated from the actual factory. Like it's legit. Yep. And it's cool because you can see who owned it, right? So like in those communities, right? Like, okay, imagine if it was Kim Kardashian who owned it, right? Then it's going to be worth more in the grand scheme of things because they have they have tons of money. They sell their shit all the time, I'm sure, like, or like get rid of it. But how cool would it be able to, like, would it be to be able to actually see um, like who had ownership prior to you having it? And also showing that it is like, uh, you know, authentic as well. Um, and then like the limited edition and and everything else. So a hundred percent. I'm like, I think that that's a massive piece to, um, you know, to to fixing fixing a system that's kind of broken. Um, and and I guess like some people don't necessarily care. I think the younger generations and stuff are are caring a little less about like it being an authentic like real Louis Vuitton bag, but they'd probably care a lot more if it was owned by someone that was famous. Right. Like, so like being able to kind of see that kind of stuff too. Um, I don't know. I think we'll see, we'll see it evolve, but the sneaker community, that's a big place where they've like, you know, where you have to deal with knockoffs and, and stuff as well. So I think the fashion industry, like when it comes to fakes, uh, I mean the art world too, right? Like we, we can see it in the art world. That's like why this has popped off. It's, it's, this is the point of blockchain, right? Like this was the point of NFTs. Um, but I think a lot of people who don't eat, sleep and breathe this space really understand. They're like, I don't get it. Um, but like that is, that's a huge factor, uh, of why, right? Yeah, yeah, you hit on a lot of good points there. Yeah, I really like, you know, and you mentioned earlier, like the onboarding thing. It's like, yeah, people might not really care about it, but it's going to be one of those things where now, like, a lot of the brands that they like are going to start having these kind of NFC chips in them for different reasons, right? Like that you mentioned, maybe it's because they're doing some kind of gamification thing online or in the metaverse, or maybe because they're doing a more sustainability bent thing and they really want to track the supply chain and like the metadata in the NFT that's connected to your physical good has all the metadata that ex, you know explains exactly which farm and which country it came from, and, and you have mm-hmm. you can give the exact person and things like that. So yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head that there's going to be so many different use cases, but it, it just like walking around in the physical world and being able to tap your phone on someone's like item of clothing and maybe you tap it and because you you met them maybe there's a discount too, right? Because like you're. Mm-hmm. you're so there's some kind of incentive, right, to meeting the yeah. person and doing it, right? And then maybe they get a kickback for for doing that, right? Exactly. So it goes into, it's it's the same thing as like using like an affiliate code when you see a, a link on online, right? And and so, and and think of it in this way, not even if they just buy a product from, you know, that specific product, but Amazon does it, right? Like Amazon's affiliate program is like, if you click on a link and you buy anything, anything on their website, anything on Amazon from that link, that person is getting some kind of kickback. It's like, you can build it in. But then there's a whole nother side that I just like want to mention because it's so cool. And I'm like such a nerd when it comes down to it because I think it's gonna change the game completely 
is the gamification of this. So like not just the affiliate marketing side of, again, I know like marketers. So like I think affiliate marketing and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like how can we like use tech to like change that, right? Um, But also like the gamification side. So I've hosted quite a few spaces that were like talking about avatars and, and gamifying, but gamifying like physical goods is huge. Okay, so we've seen like the digital digital goods and digital assets and and how uh like skins and in-game purchases and stuff like that have have become more popular um but imagine like gamifying what you wear so like actually like the clothes that you choose to wear every day what if there was a game tied to that so imagine like pokemon go right but now it's linked to the shoes that you're wearing and then like those shoes that you're wearing, like you're meeting up with other people who are wearing the shoes that you're wearing. So it's beyond just like, you know, just the the like Pokemon game, right? But it's like also coming down to the to your style. So you're likely gonna like get along with that person, then become friends with that person. So like there's so much that comes down to like the culture of it, but also like say. Now, every time you go outside, you're going to choose to wear those shoes over the other ones, right? Especially if you earn points or you can earn money or earn earn anything for like choosing those shoes when you choose to wear them and like you, you play this game, right? They're linked to whatever, um, whatever you're playing. So imagine that because I'm like, that is taking physical, digital like clothing to a whole nother level that we haven't really seen. Um, so like it's taking, it's taking like building apps around clothing. And I think that is going to be what absolutely changes everything. And then, and then implementing like the sustainability and like, and, and something that we haven't even talked about is like uh print on demand, right? Like, and, and, killing the way that we do supply chain right now, like in the way that we're manufacturing, like that, again, it's, it's fully loaded. There's so many different avenues that we can, that we could like go down, but gamifying, I think is really going to onboard so many people and it wouldn't be web three focused. It would be very web two, very, um, like the same way of like Pokemon go and having it be like tracked um by whatever it's called uh like geo geo mapping and stuff like imagine like that that to me is freaking epic and so cool um but again like just nerding out on on how you can like gamify fashion through tech that that's incredible that that <laughs> that is pretty mind-blowing i'm just like thinking about like yeah i, I can imagine like at crypto conferences like different meetups where everyone's got like the different shoes and like when they get together, like, I don't know, there's some certain things that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, it's mind blowing. Cause like, again, it goes back to whatever your imagination, like can think up, like you can create it. And it's like just, and, and NFTs kind of give you the opportunity. Like you have this idea and if you are able to like find the right team of people, you could actually do that. Right. It would be, I, I don't know. I'm like that. That's what I like hope to do moving forward. I'm like, I hope that I can create products that I can actually like tap into the gamification side of things. It's it's a lot more complex. I'm like than just like putting an NFC chip in something, right? Um, but I think it's cool to like see 
see the the opportunity and just kind of letting letting your imagination run wild for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the implications because, you know, the tech is like the tool, but really what you're building is the culture. Right. And like, that's, mm -hmm. that's what I think is really interesting about this whole web three and fashion discussion is like, people don't really realize that crypto NFTs, like web three, like it has its own culture, you know, and, and it's the culture that really keeps people here. Right. They come for the tech, they come for the money, they come for the art or whatever, but it's the people that they need and the culture that keeps people engaged. And that's what actually we're doing is we're actually building a culture and we're just happen to using blockchain technology to, to do it, to kind of, you know, be the, the, the foundation that makes it work. Yeah. I mean, we're all, we're all the tastemakers, right? Like we're the pioneers. We're the ones that are like trying something for the first time. Um, and, and it's been such a niche group of people. It's also like a very eclectic group of people, which I, which I kind of love. Um, because it was like kind of, uh, it start. I mean, it started in crypto. So it was like all the like nerdy crypto guys. Like, I feel like that's like really where it started. It was like, they're, they're very into tech and, and decentralization. And like, just that was, that was the side of it. And then all of the NFT people came in and it's like so many creators and forward thinkers. And not to say that the crypto people weren't forward thinkers. Clearly they are, right? And I think that that's kind of what brings us all together. But it's been really cool to see like that merge of like the more tech and art side come together. And it really is about creating a culture. Um, and, and I think that we're seeing more and more uh, in, in, on the fashion side, especially with like Bobby Hundreds um, coming in and some of the, and, and Nike and Adidas, it's a lot of like, streetwear culture that's coming in to the to the space and sneaker culture coming into the space um building and kind of i don't know it's been really cool it's been really really cool to see all the different types of people come together to create the new like nft culture i guess that would be i'm like would it be nft or is it crypto i don't know i guess we're all kind of in it all but yeah it's been cool to see it evolve over time for sure yeah, yeah, and you mentioned a, a few examples. Like, can you mention a couple more? Like, tell us a little bit about more of your maybe one or two favorite examples of how some um, fashion brands are really utilizing NFTs successfully. Yeah, um, I think there's like a couple. I would say Bobby Hundreds and the Hundreds are probably they were really like one of the first bigger brands that came into the space. I think that that uh, really, you know took took this space and and just jumped right in um he was he's been such a voice in and everything that he's done and created and it's not just from like the fashion side so he does <clears throat> they've been doing drops you know like streetwear drops for years for years and years and years um like and so they've been such a big brand in Web 2. So for them to come in and really embrace the culture of Web 3 and, and how they could, you know, they built the Atom Bomb Squad, right? So they built like PFPs. So profile pictures for those who may listen who don't know what that is. But um, they built the Atom Bomb Squad group, right? And they do unlockable drops. So they're like <clears throat> about to do one um they did like a hello kitty drop and like you like only atom bomb squad or uh madam bomb squad 
holders can actually like buy this specific drop. And I'm like, that's really cool. That's utilizing <clears throat> the tech side um, while still making people still pay for it, right? Like, because I think uh, we we hosted a space this morning and someone mentioned how NFT like blue chip holders think that they don't, they shouldn't have to pay for anything ever again, like just because they hold this thing. So it's kind of funny because he like has all of these holders, but they still buy stuff, right? Like they're still buying because they bought into his brand through like the bomb squad, like they, but they're like still purchasing, but it just gives them early access. And I think that's like a very simplified form of being able to do it hosting events, like he's been doing the same thing, like with like events and things. Um, and then you have like, your more like web three centric, uh, brands that I think started specifically, um, you know, here. So like, they're only in web three, this is where they started. This is where, where, where it like all began for them. Um, and I would say Colton rain is one of those and they created an entire sneaker company sneaker company. It's insane. People don't understand how expensive that is. It is crazy. Um, so they're doing, you know, like NFC chips that are, that are built into their sneakers. Um, they, they're actually like releasing a drop, I think today or tomorrow. Um, but love them. They're, they're building like a really amazing community, um, of luxury product. Right. So, so what they're doing is more on the side of, um, the luxury goods versus streetwear, but it's kind of like a mashup of both. But I, I just think that it's cool to see something that started, you know, uh, the founder of Colton Rain. He like worked in the fashion industry for years and like worked for Italian designers and stuff. And and so it's cool to be able to see um, like someone come from that culture and like want to build their own brand that is strictly like Web three centric. Like it's it's not very Web two at all. Um, other than like their manufacturing and everything. Um, but the way that they're doing it is amazing. I have one more. <laughs> um, Go for it. Go for it. These are great. Um, I, there's a brand that I think is absolutely incredible with what they're doing. Um, and it's called Melon. It's M-L-L-N. And they are a sneaker company. Again, like sneaker culture, streetwear culture, like that's like really big. I think we'll see, I mean, we see like the, high-end luxury brands like Dolce & Gabbana and them in here too. Um, but I'm not as impressed by what they're doing. I'm more impressed by this. Uh, they are creating, they partnered with a company called Zellerfeld and they are creating uh, like print-on-demand sneakers. And they're 3D printed. You have like a mold for your foot. Um, so they fit your foot perfectly. Um, just what they're doing is insane. And when you're, when the shoe is like worn out, you can send it back to them and they'll recycle it. And I'm like that, that right there, that's innovation. That is changing the game for the fashion industry. That's sustainability. That's everything. It's print on demand. So that way you're not actually like, you know, um, like you're not, you're not, polluting over and over again. Like it, it's, it's completely breaking the cycle of what is fast fashion. Um, and I think that that's massive. If you really look into how 
um, bad the fashion industry is for the environment and everything. Like it's really cool um, to see brands doing that. And it's a web three brand like started here uh, is being built here. They're freaking awesome. Like, and there's a couple people, there's, there's uh, Johnny kicks who, who's been like a sneaker digital designer for a long time. Um, and he's working with Zellerfeld too. So like with, I think they're all kind of working together, but he's launched his own shoe line too. So it's just cool to see that, that, that is why I'm here. Like that kind of tech, that kind of like, uh, innovation, pushing forward, making waves, actually like changing the industry. So I would say them (laughs) kind of gives you a little bit of both of like people who started here and people who like were big brands that entered into this space and, and really took and embraced the culture. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's really inspiring, Taylor. I, I really like all of those examples and especially that last one. So yeah, I do want to touch on that a little bit more is, you know, how are the innovations if, with NFTs and Web3 technologies contributing to like a more sustainable and ethical fashion industry as a whole? Yeah, um, I think things like that. I think the supply chain um, is definitely going to be like how we, how we're utilizing NFTs um, to basically do like pre-sale instead of mass manufacturing, and we are seeing it so much in the Web three space. And I think it started mostly because we were doing it to fundraise like a crowdfunding kind of like base. Um, but I think that it's going to be what will change everything. And as we see Amazon come into this space, I'm very curious to see how they, uh, will navigate with things like that. Um, because this is, I mean, this is, we, we really do need to like focus on that. Right. So in the sustainability sense, I think that the NFT culture, by doing things uh, a little bit slower uh, and having it be like pre-sale style, is what's really going to make the difference. Because you're not you're you're making what you like. You're making just enough instead of being money hungry and printing all of this shit that then literally be and ends ends up in a Goodwill or, you know, like it ends up in uh, the TJ Maxx and stuff because it was printed wrong and, and things like that. So like slowing down, it's funny because we move in this space so fast, but I think like this, the way that we're building it now is forcing us to slow down. Um, and I really want to kill the fast fashion industry. Like it, you know, a, a lot of, I think the the biggest thing is, um, we have to remember price point. Uh, and when you're not like mass manufacturing prices is, is going to be way more expensive. Um, but hopefully people can see the value in paying the price. And if you can do things like what Zellerfeld is doing with, you know, being able to send your shoes back to get another pair or whatever, you know, for a discounted rate, um, if we can see more of that kind of stuff, right? Like that's what's really going to change it. Um, so I think that 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 slowing down uh, and and um, like creating like this new model, essentially. I mean, it's taking stuff that we've already done in the past, but it's just 
giving them something ahead of time, right? So you can give them an AR filter uh, first, like the digital asset first to play with whatever, and and then their shoes will come, right? So I think that there's just a way that we can we can utilize tech to keep people happy and quiet for a little bit until the product is ready. Yeah, yeah, those are all really good points. And then, yeah, I like that you mentioned this kind of digital aspect of something, you know, even like a, a wearable that you could wear mm-hmm. in a metaverse land, like a Decentraland, right? So yeah, yeah. can you speak to a little bit about that? How is the this, this metaverse world um, influencing the fashion industry? It's it really is in so many different ways. I think that um, I think AI is influencing the fashion is, industry as well. Like just talking about like the digital side of things. Um, I think metaverse is is going to be probably a slower build um, right now. Technically, from what I've learned. <laughs> on my own show, uh, like metaverse isn't here yet. So we call things metaverse that aren't actually metaverses, they're digital worlds. Um, metaverse is like, think of everything combined and actually being interoperable. So right now, you know, we're building websites and metaverse will be the whole internet, right? Um, so right now we're just like building these digital worlds and we're building product and stuff to go in them. I think eventually it'll be fully immersive and we'll do, instead of like buying online on a website, um, you're going to have like a more like interactive experience through your buying experience. And we're already starting to, starting to see this a little bit. Um, so not necessarily metaverse, but Amazon has where you can... Um, you know, in your house, use AR filters for furniture, right? So like, in a sense, like that's metaverse E, that's digital, right? Like in the buying experience. And I think, uh, same thing, like we're gonna, I I think that that's where we're really gonna see it. I don't know that in our lifetime, we'll really see it like as the ready player me or ready, ready player one, Ready Player Me. Uh, <laughs> Ready Player One. I don't think that we'll see like Ready Player One um, like in our lifetime. Like people are so scared of it turning into like that we don't interact in the real world. I'm like, it's going to be so long before we actually get there. I'm like, yeah, I think like Google will come out with their AR, like their glasses, like their Google glasses. But I don't know that people will want to wear those all the time, right? Like. I'm like, people don't like wearing glasses. That's why we have laser eye, like fixing stuff to begin (laughs) with. So I'm like, you know, like we have to be realistic with ourselves. So I think the way that this is really going to end up going, like in the fashion space and even in metaverse, I really think that um, like, it's going to be more on the consumer buying, buying experience. And like, we'll have AR filters. DressX is already doing it, right? They, they partnered with PacSun. And you could try on pants like through through like their AR filters to see what they look like. I'm like, that's use case that is being utilized in like not just Web3, like that was like a Web2 brand, right? That was like utilizing AR filters. Um, so it's things like that that I think we're gonna start seeing. And like that's where you're gonna see more of the metaverse side of things. But metaverse just isn't there yet. It's just too small. Uh, there's not enough daily users, I think. Um, 
Like we'll see more of it. I think we'll see uh, cross more in the gaming than we will on like actual metaverse until until it's really built, right? Until it's like really like ready to be utilized. Because right now I feel like we're in like AIM chat, like, <laughs> you know, like with like the as the door yeah. opens. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that's like the metaverse we're living in right now is just, it's just not there. Like it's, it's here for the time, but like, it's just not there, but the clothes are cool. Like it's cool to be able to see. Okay. Sorry. I, I want to just like on, on this, because I think something that is cool that that digital fashion is, is creating is it's creating designers that would never probably ever design clothes in the physical world. And it's creating opportunity um, for young people to uh, like tap in at a very young age um, because there's like Roblox and stuff. And like there's kids making like $40,000, $50,000 a year making digital clothes. So I think that it's like, it's really cool to be able to see that side on the digital fashion side. Um, but it's not necessarily metaverse, right? That's more gaming. So that's where I think we're going to see it most for sure. No, that's great. No, that's great. I think you made some really good points. And I think you're right. Like the, the whole full blown metaverse idea isn't really there yet, but we're starting to see kind of the pieces being, being built and some of like the, the, the building blocks. Right. And I think like you mentioned, you know, this idea that people can now, you know, young kids can make skins in certain games, right? And you can make make a make some decent money if you design a super cool skin for like Fortnite or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And people want to buy that. And then there's also, you know, what we're seeing with the these, this blending of the physical and digital goods and NFTs tied to goods. So these are kind of like pieces of that. And I think like you like you mentioned, right now it's kind of more on the consumer side of like the 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 um buying experience that you mentioned. But I think you know, mm -hmm. like you said, it's going to keep evolving over time. So, you know, we look at people that wanted to get into the Web3 fashion NFT space. Um, what, what advice would you give to, to these kind of brands or, or designers who are looking to incorporate this kind of stuff into their, into their, their brand and business model? Yeah, um, I think it's really, number one, bring someone in who's in the culture. Like on your team, even if they're just an advisor, but you really want someone that's ground level that gets it. Because, or do it yourself, like tap in, try to be here, become a part of the culture, go to the events, look to see like what is happening in the city that you're living in. Because really at the end of the day, the best, the best advice is to like really tap in and be a part of it. If you're interested in being here, like you have to, you have to like, actually, you have to experience it. Like it's like setting up a website, right? Um, if you're setting up an online store, the first thing that you're supposed to do is like test it, right? So like go in and try it yourself and see, see how it works. So it's like, but there's so many brands that come into this space who like want to launch an NFT or like want to launch something. And then they don't actually like experience what it's like to be a part of it. Uh, they don't experience what it's like to purchase from it. Um, so like that's number one, but Going into like the like fashion specifically, um, I would say if you're looking to tap into the digital stuff, um, 
actually like either. I think it's really important for collaboration. Um, so there's so many creators out here that are doing like digital wearables or or uh, brands like DressX that are creating, you know, uh, that have like an entire platform that's built on AR um, specifically for wearables. Like, reach out to them if this is like if you want to tap in, learn from the people around you and collaborate with the creators that are here, and that's gonna basically like that's gonna help you build your brand a lot faster especially if you're already a physical brand like if you're an if you're already a physical fashion brand you have success already on your back end come in and partner with the the brands that are focusing on the digital side that understand it and know how to do it you know instead of trying to like learn it all and do it all on your own this is a collaborative space that that is what's going to change uh, the web three world from the web two world is it's not about competition. It's about collaboration. Right. So those are my few points that I would say it's not even just specific to fashion, but I think like just this space as a whole, um, in general, but if you're going to make physical goods, please do like NFC chip building affiliate, whatever. I feel like it's so important. Don't just have them separate. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So when you when you say have them separate, what what does that mean? Um, where they're detached from like the tech. I think that um, okay. So for example, my my board ape hoodie, right? It has no attachment to the actual like ape at all. Um, it has no attachment to um, like other than I know that I got it from that, right? But it's like. I remember walking down the street in New York City wearing wearing a hoodie and someone saying something and say like it was like a younger kid and he was like oh that's probably fake and it was just so funny to hear because I was like I don't think anybody in this space would really make a fake board ape hoodie but but maybe right like so it was just kind of funny um, to like see something like that or like hear that. And so I think that, but at the, at the beginning of that, like when apes came out, like NFC, the NFC chip and, and, and linking that to the, to the like product just wasn't a thing. Um, so I think that that's what I mean in the sense, like if you're going to be making physical goods and you, and you have, uh, you want to connect an NFT to it, I think that it's really like look into things like, Oh man, it's LTD something. I have to, I can't remember, but um, Colton Rain are using them and that's how I found out about them. But uh, they link the NFT to the physical good. And so when you sell, essentially like you can sell on a secondary marketplace. So when you sell, say the shoes, the like sneakers that you get, right? And you want to sell them and make money. Now it's linked to that like, NFC chip, NFT as well. So it's like a whole nother marketplace to actually resell physical goods and show proof of ownership, like what we were talking about. Um, so I think that that's like, that is, that's going to change the game for like, if you want to create like a luxury brand or um, for the luxury brands that are looking to enter into the space, I'm like, look into things like that, that are like actually going to show proof of authenticity, 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 um, you know, because I think that that's the point, right? Because otherwise, I mean, you can do like the NFC chip stuff just for like affiliate marketing to like build your brand, or you can use it for like the authentication side of things. And I think 
keeping them linked is important, at least to me. So no, I think I think that's really good points. Yeah, I, I you're kind of you know not getting all the benefits if you're not you know kind of marrying the the NFT to the physical item, right? And then mm-hmm. you can have all these you know essentially like you're saying the secondary marketplace. You can even tie royalties right to the to right. the project or to the designers things like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, so there's like a lot of new revenue streams when it comes to like Web3 and and fashion. Um, are there any kind of other really exciting um, revenue streams that you've come across or, or kind of disruptive applications that we haven't touched on yet? Um, I mean, I don't necessarily think so. I think the main thing is like, I think it's cool that you, you know, the royalty side of things, because we didn't really tap too much into it, but I kind of, I kind of did. And like, it depends on the platforms, right? Like not all platforms do uh, revenue splitting, but like if you find a platform that does, like that's a really cool opportunity to, and and build it into your own smart smart contracts, right? Like if you're a big enough brand and you're coming into the space, building in uh, like revenue splitting for your designers or collaborators, right? Onto your, into your smart contracts. So then those people will continue to get, get, like revenue for secondary sales and everything else. Um, I think that that's, that, that would be really cool. Like that's a whole nother, uh, space that the fashion industry has never had the opportunity to do. Right. And designers in the space have never had the opportunity to do or collaborators for that matter. Um, you know, there's a lot of people on the team. It would be cool to be like for those people to, to make something out of it too, versus just their base pay. Um, I think all of us are trying to, anybody, anybody in this space understands it, but also like, um, you know, I want to get paid when I'm on vacation without having to work. (laughs) I want that secondary like rev stream that just, it's paying me. Right. And I think that like NFTs have the ability to do that. Um, I don't think royalties pay you for forever. Um, but if you build it into your system and if we make that a norm, um, versus just living like the way we have in the past, I think there's a lot of opportunity for that for sure. Awesome. Well, well said. So (laughs) we're going to wrap up here soon, but I want to talk a little bit about about your podcast before we wrap up. So you're starting your podcast soon. It's called Glitched and Stitched and everyone make sure you go give that a follow on Twitter. Um, yeah. I'm super excited to hear the first episode. So can you tell us a little bit about why you created Glitched and Stitched and what's kind of the whole vibe of the podcast? Yeah, it's a tongue twister. Um, the whole purpose of what I am building was really like to just kind of give background. So when I started with Remix, I was interviewing all these people on Twitter spaces. I started a Twitter space like as like to host people. Um, just to talk about different topics that were around Web3. And I got, I started doing a lot of fashion stuff because we were, we were speaking to, um, you know, we were, we were a fashion platform originally. And so I was speaking to all these fashion creators and I was like, I am building this for, for another brand. And I, you know, like I'm really passionate about it and it's really cool. And I think it's really exciting clearly as I've just been like rambling on and on about all the things that you can do. And I think that there's so many people that, um, you know, are, are building and, and starting to pop up more and more. And we're seeing more fashion brands enter into the web three space. 
So I wanted to create a space where people could share stories. Um, I think fashion is always about self-expression. Um, and, you know, with technology, um, with Instagram, with uh, Facebook, with like all of these social media platforms, so many people were able to start fashion brands from literally nothing, right? It started as a side hustle. It started as something that they just did for fun. Um, TikTok, especially like blowing brands up like overnight. And they have like, you know, they're selling out of product. Um, so it's not just a web three podcast. Um, I think that fashion is going to be the place that onboards um, the masses because of things like what I was talking about with gamification. Um, so I think that the fashion space is where we can really start to educate um, more people on the cool things that you can do if you're utilizing blockchain tech. Um, but also, I want to highlight creators who have started from the ground up um, and not only just been, you know, like in the fashion industry and went to school for fashion and did all this stuff. I wanna, I wanna highlight the 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 you and me, right? I wanna highlight the people that are just normal ass people who were passionate about something and they put in the work and they utilized platforms to that that really helped them like push forward. And so really like the main, like it's about the pioneers of new age fashion. Um, that's them telling their story and also like giving, uh, you know, giving what is it to them that they want to share. So it's not so much about me coming to them and saying, Hey, I want you on my podcast. And this is what I want you to talk about. Um, it's more like what value do you feel, uh, what is the most valuable thing that you can bring to this community? Um, so they'll share their story and then they're going to share like this really valuable piece of information that they, that they are passionate about that they want to share, um, to, to the users. And that's what we're going to build all of the, the episodes around. Um, so really excited about it. I'm like so stoked because I think it's, it's a cool opportunity to kind of merge both worlds. Um, cause I've been so heavy, like legit since I got into web three, I haven't like left. I'm like just in it grind all the time. I'm always here. So it's cool. I'm excited to like meet some new people and maybe onboard them into web three, you know, um, through the podcast, who knows. That's fantastic. I'm really excited to listen to that. So do you have a plan of when the first episode is going to air? Um, I don't have a full, I'm, I have it planned out, but I'm not announcing when it's going live yet. Um, I'm still in the building phase. I wanted to start making noise, start becoming present, uh, like building out the social media and things like that. Um, and tough because I've been gone and out of town. So it's been really crazy. Um, but it's it's a couple months. I'm going to say two months. Give, give me two months to get... I want to like build out the episodes ahead of time. I'm not going to do them all like one at a time. Um, got a, I've got a science to it, I think. Um, who knows? This is the first podcast that I'm doing. So I don't really, I, it's trial and error, right? Um, you know, so. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. 
I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, if you need any any advice, yeah, I'm sure to have happy to help out with the with the podcast stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, do you have uh, yeah? Do you have um, some guests already lined up, or do you do you are you accepting um, applications or uh, offers for guests? So, if if we have any listeners that are listening, they want to reach out and maybe they have yeah. their, their story aligns with glitched and stitched. Yeah, I would love that. Um, I do have like a handful of people uh, lined up. Um, so still trying to finalize on things, but some of those people we have, um, Beiru. So Beiru is here in the web three space. He actually like does all of the merch for, um, loser club. Um, and so if you don't know who losers loser club is, they are a PFP project that launched. Um, and their merch was insane. Like everything that they were doing, like culture wise, such, such quality merch. And he actually did all of it. Um, so he like handed all of the merch that they, that they were doing, but he's just now launched his own, um, clothing line as well. That was like, they, Be- was here and it's all, um, it's all cut and sew. It's amazing quality. It's really cool. So going to have him on. Um, hopefully we'll have the, my friends from N state, which is a NFT, like sneaker company, um, that is doing so much for like giving back, um, to, to, uh, like different organizations. Um, and then the plan is to have, uh, dress X as well. Um, so I have quite a few, I have some other individuals that I would really love to have. I would love to have Bobby hundreds on there. Um, you know, I'd love to get the people from, from dot swoosh for Nike artifact. Like, we'll see, I'm, 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 I'm going to hit the ground running, you know, like it's one of those things, um, get one under my belt and then, and then build it out from there, but very excited about what we're building and, and hopefully onboarding. And then obviously I want like the web two people too. Um, so I have some of those people in my back pocket, but I haven't haven't uh like locked any of them in yet so i don't necessarily want to say um but yeah really excited gonna be good awesome i can't wait taylor so we've gone all over a lot here with the fashion nfts and the metaverse and web3 is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you want to talk about Oh my goodness. I'm like, there was, I feel like we touched on like everything. I talked on gamification. We talked on uh, like sustainability. We really did. We hit it all. Um, I don't think that there's necessarily anything in particular. Um, I'm like, you, you tell me, I'm like, <laughs> I think I hit it all. Yeah. So, um, you know, what would be like a call to action for you for, you know, for someone that's getting into web three, um, or a creator in general, um, given, you know, kind of your, your insight into the space, what are some good calls to action for people that want to get involved? people that are coming into this space, go make a Twitter right now. Hate me for it all you want. Twitter is where (laughs) we live. Eat, sleep, breathe Twitter. Go to Twitter spaces, listen to them, chime in, don't listen to them, sit on them and put it on mute on your phone. Just be present. Um, like be present. That's how you build community. This space is all about community. Um, so when it comes to community building, I'm going to give a little plug. I'm going to plug remix because we're building a community building platform. So I really want to plug that too. Um, but 
really like build your community um, and and make connections with people in this space. Show up to the IRL events. Look to see if there's anything, like if you're in LA, if you're in New York, and if you're in Miami, like there's so much that's happening in those cities. And also like be a leader. Like if you're interested in something, go learn about it and then start hosting your own things where you can be a leader um, and build your own community. Because I think that that's where it all begins. There's, there is uh, like everyone started at zero. Like when I started on Twitter two years ago, I was at zero. I knew no one, like I built all of this just through something I was excited about. And now I'm doing it again in the fashion space, right? Like this is something I'm passionate about. So I've built so many relationships just because it was something I was interested in and I had a conversation with someone else. And then it just like trickles on from there and there. Look at how we went, how we met, right? Like it was just simply just conversations. Um, but I think building community, those are, those are the, the things that I have for people. Go make a Twitter, um, be a leader and build, build community on your own. Cause you can always kind of show up, um, to other people's stuff, but when you actually make a difference is when you start building yourself. There you go. You have it from the from the <laughs> leader herself, Taylor Starr. She's leading the world of Web3 and fashion. Thank you so much, Taylor. It's been awesome speaking with you. We'll make sure that we link to all of your projects so people can explore those in your Twitter yeah. and give you a follow. Um, but yeah, it's it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you about everything that you're working on and learning more about fashion nfts and crypto and how they are evolving so thanks yeah. so much and i can't wait yeah i can't wait to see what else you do in the space and also can't wait to listen to your first episode of glitched and stitched yes thank you so much really is such a pleasure um super excited and hopefully we we can align and have some listeners as well um thank you again for having me it was really a pleasure thanks taylor